Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. And welcome to the Fantasy Flex Props Podcast. We're going to talk all about player props today. I am your host, Chris Raybon, joined by my guy, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on, man? It's the end of the week. How you feeling? Uh, feeling good. Uh, you know, last week I was saying I felt even better than I did after week one when I went 5-0, and um, and I ended up going 1-4. and So I apologize for that. But the beauty of prize picks is, you know, going 5-0, and um, you can get like 10 to 1 payout so I, I can you know have a bad week I, I think five weeks in a row now and still be up um so hopefully i can be a little bit better this week but yeah apologies for last week yeah that's, that's a 10 to 1 payout so uh i actually just put some of those in uh, right before we have to the show so we'll talk about nice. those props uh right now and let's start with our first quarterback prop we do a quarterback prop each two running back props and two receiving props so who you got for QB in week number three? I'm going over Justin Fields. Um, it's uh, 215 and a half passing yards right now. Um, you know, this is his debut. It's it's a tougher matchup against the Browns, but, you know, the Bears are seven-point underdogs. This should be a pass-heavy game script, and, you know, I've been pretty bullish on Justin Fields all offseason. So I love that we get the line uh, pretty low, and his, his rushing yard line is 44 and a half which seems high to me. I, I don't think he's going to be that much of a scrambling quarterback. I think he's going to lean on his arm a bit more than the, the market's indicating right now. So I'm actually projecting him closer to 240 yards. I mean, he has Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney at his disposal. So I think he's going to, um, you know, have a sneaky good passing game this week. So I'm going over 215 and a half, and I'd probably take it all the way up to, you know, 225 and a half, 230 right now. Yeah, I have Justin Fields thrown for – uh, 250 and running for 45. Cool. So I'm over both. Oh, so like, you do have him rushing for a ton of yards because, yeah, I have him at yeah. eight carries, uh, eight, eight carries for 45. I don't feel like that's excessive. I mean, no. what do you have? Like, he had like 10 carries and 10 pass attempts in his, in his debut or something crazy like that. Yeah. So, no, I think, well, some yeah. of them are near downs, but yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think that the rushing line is way off. I think just we don't know. Uh, there, there's a wider range of outcomes, whereas I think his his passing floor is pretty high uh, right now. So that, that's why I'm going with the over on that. But, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he rushes for over 50 yards. He's, he's certainly talented enough. He, he flashed that ability in preseason. But um, I, I don't think he's like a Jalen Hurts type of scrambling quarterback. Um, that's why I'm you know saying just throw that in as, as a lighter play. But – uh, I'm more confident in my passing yard projection from right now. Yeah, I, would, I mean, I, I'm I, you're on the under for fields rushing. I'm just saying I'm over everything. Like I'm way over the passing yard, so I totally agree yeah. with your play. Uh, this two two fifteen, that's like a Davis Mills esque line. Like, what are, <laughs> it really what's is. Going on? And and remember, Mac Jones, his line was like two forty or something in week or two fifty. So like. Yeah, I don't but know we knew that was here. too high. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> this. Yeah, this to me is an over. Uh, I did bet the Bears plus seven and a half. So maybe I'm a little biased, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think this Cleveland defense hasn't really come together quite yet uh, in terms of like being what we thought it would be, given all the additions. I mean, you gave up 337 to Mahomes. That'll happen. But Tyrod Taylor and Davis Mills, you know, still combined for 227. I think that's, and Tyrod Taylor was 10 of 11 for 125. Yeah. So, and he only had a rush once. So maybe that's, you know, that could play into it. But the Browns couldn't stop Tyrod Taylor and they couldn't stop Patrick Mahomes. So this is this sets up well for Justin Fields to go over his passing prop. I like it. Uh, my, my quarterback prop is going to be Kyler Murray over 280 and a half passing yards. Uh, Kyler Murray's passing yard has been one of those things that's just like gone up in my model. Um, I haven't passed him for over 300 yards this week. So uh, I look at the I look at Kyler Murray in two different game scripts this year. In his first game script, it was a blowout win, 289 yards still, so he still would have gone over. In a close game, he still throws for 400. Uh, Jacksonville allowed 291 to Tyrod Taylor in a blowout. And a little closer game, they still allowed 328 to Teddy Bridgewater. So Jacksonville's given up way over 280 twice, at least 10 yards over. Uh, and Kyler's gone at least nine yards over this number uh, in both games. So you haven't, there's no scenario yet in which this has gone under. I know people are thinking, okay, it's going to be an easy win for Arizona. Not so sure about that. This is a classic trap game for Arizona. Uh, You know, they got some tough games on deck. They're going on their road here. They took a touchdown favorite. So uh, I I think you'll still see Kyra throw his normal amount of passes. Rondo Moore's getting better and better. Uh, I know Hopkins misses some practice, but that's, that's normal for him. So I think he'll be fine. So yeah, Kyler over 280. And a half. Yeah, I'm I'm right in line with you, but I, I do take all your points. And I was a bit concerned about a potential blowout, but it does seem like you know Jaguars plus seven and a half might be the play. Oh no no know, no no no! I know no, you and no, I can't no, bet on Urban no, Meyer yet. No, we can't. No, bet, yeah, we don't can't do bet it. on Urban Meyer. Don't do I understand it. I'm that. You, no, let him cover first. That's all I'm saying. For, yeah, let him. For, let them cover a spread first. Right. And then I, I'm saying okay. for people that want to bet on that game it seems like a decent i'm play. still saying don't i'm, I'm not but, saying bet on the cardinals i'm still saying just don't i don't right don't and i i agree that rondell moore <laughs> rondell moore not that kyler murray hasn't really unlocked his ceiling yet but he he had room to grow as a passer and i think rondell moore is helping unlock that um so yeah i think the, the market's probably underreacting to kyler's first two games and i could definitely see why somebody wanted to go over 280 against the jaguars come on this is an easy yeah. matchup so and remember Remember, Kyler, for his career, uh, and I've pointed this out because, you know, for his career, he came into the year averaging about seven yards per attempt. 
So it's yeah. not that he has to throw more. He's just getting more efficient. This year, he's averaging 10.1 yards in attempt. Do we expect him to do that all year? Of course not. But can he right. average like <laughs> seven and a half, you know, seven, you know, approach eight with this, with this uh, amount of weaponry against the bad D? Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, who is your first running back prop for week number three? Let's go with Najee Harris to go under 69 and a half rushing yards. Where have I heard that one before? Oh, oh yeah. I snaked you. Yeah. Well, I liked it so much. I stole <laughs> no, you it. Can have it. You one. can have it. It's a great, it's a great play though. It's a great Appreciate play. it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he has to earn most of his yards. I said this after week one, um, where 84% of his rushing yards have been after contact this year. Um, his, which, you know, is good. It means he's earning his yards. He's a good running back, but his offensive line is doing him no favors. So I think we'll just see them dump off to him to be, um, you know, sort of an extension of the run game. I still like him in fantasy as a result, but uh, I'm afraid we just can't really be projecting him for this many rushing yards yet. Um, so I'm, I'm projecting him closer to 60 here. And I, I'd probably take this down to about 65 and a half to 66 and a half. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably take it down under 60 uh, to at least to 60. I, I have him under 60 yards projected mm-hmm. this week. Like, And that's the mean. So the median, uh, you got to take another, you know, few yards off that. So, um, you know, I think he'll do work in the passing game. I think I haven't projected for about four catches, but I bet the under in this Cincinnati Pittsburgh game, uh, Cincinnati's allowing just four and a half yards per play on defense. So this is not an easy matchup all the way around. And Ben Roethlisberger's banged up now. So maybe that, you know, maybe they run more, but they they haven't really been able to run. So that's the <laughs> issue. It's, it's yeah. you know, it, it's going to be tough. I think uh, tough sweating for Harris. So I like that one. I uh, already talked about that uh, on the other pod, so I'll just go right into mine. Austin Eckler, over 53 and a half rushing yards. Uh, he's He's been over this prop in both games, albeit barely. He's 57 and 54, and it's two games this year. Uh, he's averaging 12 carries a game, so he'd have to average four and a half yards per carry to go over this number against Kansas City. Well, for his career, he averages 4.7 yards per carry. Kansas City is giving up 130 rushing yards per game and 5.7 yards per carry to running backs this season. And this is what they do. They invite you to run the football. They want you to run because they know that they have Patrick Mahomes on the other side and he can hit a 75-yard touchdown in one play. So they don't feel like they need to kind of stop the run and do they just don't they really just don't want to give you anything, you know, huge big plays over the top, things like that. Um and and they feel like most weeks they won't beat themselves. <laughs> funny that I say that after they beat themselves last week, but still, Although I think the refs helped with that. But. Right. You know, but I mean, no, you don't see Patrick Mahomes make a worse throw or, or Edwards away or fumble like that, you know, in, in succession very often. So I, I'll still, I'll oh, still I thought you were talking about the chargers. My bad. Oh, oh, oh no, no. The chargers. They I'm talking about too. the chiefs. Like the chiefs yeah. like to invite the run because the chiefs Absolutely. are going to beat themselves on offense. Like they're going to, if anything, they're going to beat you on offense. So they don't exactly, you can run for five yards and carry all day against them. And that's what they've done in the Mahomes era every year. They're bottom of the league in DVOA uh, against the run. Um, you know, the, the efficiency is very good for opponents against the run. So uh, again, Echo doesn't have to do anything crazy. He just has to average his normal carries uh, below his career average, but way below the KC average on defense. Uh, and he still barely gets over this one. So uh, I think you have you could have a big game on the ground for Eckler. So Eckler over 53 and a half rushing yards at prize picks. Yeah, love it. I mean, he was he was my cheat code. I think he was yours too um, on our week three DFS preview show. Yep. Um, and yeah, the Chiefs defense uh, ranks 32nd in DVOA against the run. Not surprising because like you said, that's kind of 
part of their plan and it works. So yeah, love Eckler here, both, you know, his rushing and receiving props um, look enticing on the over. So I'm, I'm in line with you here. All right. Uh, where are you going for your second running back prop? I'm going with Leonard Fournette to go under 21 and a half receiving yards. And this is a bit of a projection because he's cleared this number in each of the first two games. Um, week one, he had five catches for 27 yards. Last week, he had four catches for 24. But we really haven't seen Gio Bernard um, be involved too much yet. Um, and maybe that's due to that ankle injury he had going into the season. Um, but I think either way, they're going to start to get Gio a little bit more involved. And Leo's going to concede some of that work to him. And plus, Leo's uh, catch rate's 82% right now, 24 per, 24% target rate. So I expect those to regress slightly. Um, so this is kind of getting ahead of the the future trend, I think, where he, he's not going to be clearing 20 yards every game. I'm projecting this actually closer to 17 yards, um, which, you know, a five, six point gap in receiving yards for running back is a pretty big deal. Um, so I, I do think there's quite a bit of value here. And I would I would probably take it down to about 19 and a half. Yeah, my mean projection for Fournette is actually 18. So I'm I'm well under this number. Even I'm even lower than you on his uh, his receiving. Uh, you look at week one, he ran 58% of the routes per drop back, but that was with Ronald Jones running only 4% and getting benched in the process. Uh, <laughs> in week two, Fournette, they, they knocked 15% off that down to 43, and Jones went up to 33. So Bernard actually also went down, but I think they don't, like there was a quote, and this is why, again, most of my research, during the week stems not from like reading a lot of like you know other fantasy content it's like a lot of just team beat reports things like Mm -hmm. things like that and there's a quote from bruce arians that said we don't like to throw to our backs we will we only do it if we really have to we like to go downfield and that matches with exactly what we know about the offense so i I know the rams are gonna play some too high shell um so you know but i think that's gonna invite the run more yeah. than, you know, the backs, because you still have to protect, you know, you maybe have to keep them in the block. You're not going to, at this point, Gronk, you have to keep a backing over Gronk. Like you can't have Gronk <laughs> pass blocking because he's right. like a hall of fame, a Gronk again now at this point. So yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm way under on, on this projection for my second running back prop. I'm going to a guy that I was bearish for on the uh, full season in this number. And uh, I'm he's been under it twice already. So I'm going to go back to the well. DeAndre Swift under 40 and a half rushing yards, 39 and 37 in his first two games, averaging just nine and a half carries per game. So, and this is what I feared earlier, you know, before the season was that they weren't really going to up his carries and especially not early in the year. Uh, now they're on a short week. So I see no reason for them to give him a ton of work outside, you know, outlying what he's already kind of received this year, but you know, Baltimore, they've given up some points in both games. So it may seem like their defense has fallen off a little. Not against the run. Baltimore is allowing just 44 and a half rushing yards per game to running backs, just 2.8 yards per carry to opposing backfields through two weeks, just 32 carries for 89 yards combined by opposing uh, running backs in the two games for Baltimore. So still playing good defense uh, on the ground, forcing opponents to go to the air. Uh, I think DeAndre Swift falls short of this again. Probably not way short, but mm-hmm. I think it's another week where he ends up in the 30s. Yeah, you've been making a killing uh, fading DeAndre Swift early in the season with his his rushing stats. But, yeah, we don't want to touch his receiving stats. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's he's going to tear it up there. But, you know, Jamal Williams has looked good. 
Um, you know, the, the Lions are what eight and a half, seven and a half point underdogs. Eight, right eight now. point underdogs as we record this on uh yeah, on against Thursday. the Ravens, who will probably you know dominate time of possession. So this is another spot um to fade Swift's rushing ability. But you know, I, I think he's still a good play in fantasy because he does have that high high upside when it comes to receiving stats so love the early season fade right now on swiss rushing stats yes high high ups too did you see him jump straight over a packer last week i mean on monday night talking about swift yeah he just oh yeah he's legit he cleared somebody like straight up like right over his head like no i don't even think a like a foot knocked on the helmet or anything it was like it was pretty impressive yeah you're not you're not fading him because you think he's a bad football player it's just the all, all the variables right now are going against him no. Um, with yeah, with exactly. his rushing stats anyway. And you should be proud of me because I'll give you a little tease to the next two. This is my only under of the podcast. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, Are I'm they going to say you, you bumped up Nick Chubb's yard per carry to five and a half? <laughs> hey, I'm getting there. But I'm getting there. One thing at a time. Next up here on the Fantasy Flex podcast is a segment we call Elite Entries, where Sean and I dive into the Prize Picks app to compare our player projections to the lines to build some entries. Remember with prize picks, you choose the picks you like, you build your entry and you can go with two, three, four, or even five picks. And your payout is based on how big your lineup is. So if you build one of those five picks, you get a 10 to one payout. Uh, let's go, Sean. We'll do two each here. Uh, what's your first prize picks elite entry? Best bet for week number three. So my favorite bet right now is Justin Fields to go over. 215 and a half passing yards. Uh, this number is way too low for his NFL debut. I think the market might be sleeping on him. I, I don't know why it's so low. Um, yes, it's a tougher matchup against the Browns, um, but the you know the Bears are seven point underdogs, so this this should be a pass heavy game script for the rookie. Uh, he has two really good receivers in Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. Um, so you know I'm projecting this closer to 240, 245, and I would take this up a, an extra 10 yards. So I would take this all the way up to 225 or even 230. That's how much I love this prop, and that's how much I, I think this line is off. Yeah, the Browns have not had much success in pass defense, uh, except anyone but Davis Mills. So I like this as well. I have this set of about 250 uh, for my first prize picks, a weed entry. Best bet for week number three. I'm going with Kyra Murray, over 280 and a half passing yards. Again, Murray's been over this number twice in two different game scripts. 289 in the blowout of Tennessee, 400 in a close game against Minnesota. And Jacksonville has given up more than this to not only Teddy Bridgewater with 328 last week in a low-scoring game, but Tyrod Taylor hit 291 in week one. So uh, this Jacksonville pass defense still... Uh, a ways away and Kyler Murray had a lot of room to grow with his efficiency coming into the year average only 7.0 yards per attempt so he's at 10 this year over 10 uh, that can regress and he can still easily clear this number so Kyler Murray over 280 and a half passing yards for me Sean who is your second uh, prize picks elite entry best bet for week number three so my second favorite bet right now is Cooper Cup to go over 77 and a half receiving yards um, now, there's no way he can keep up this 34% target rate. So I'm projecting regression into this. But still, I mean, he's in a complete mind meld with Matthew Stafford right now. They're just clicking on all cylinders. He's run around every Matthew Stafford dropback this season. So he's getting a ton of run. This is a game that I think is going to be a shootout against the Buccaneers. We've seen the Buccaneers allow massive games of receivers in the past. So I'm not too worried about this matchup at all. Um, I'm projecting this closer to 88 and a half 
yards. So I would take this all the way up to 82 and a half. Yeah, I have Cup at even 90 for this game. Uh, and remember, as you said about the shootout, both of these teams, top three in situation neutral pace. So should be a back and forth affair. Uh, I'm going with Austin Eckler for my second best bet. Over 53 and a half rushing yards. He's cleared this number in both games so far, 54 and 57. He's averaged 12 carries. He averages 4.7 yards a carry for his career. He would only need to average 4.5 yards a carry to get over in this game. And he's going against a defense that's given up 5.7 yards a carry to running backs. So love the matchup for Eckler here. Uh, that's going to be my second best bet. Austin Eckler over 53 and a half. So that's our elite entry for today, week number three. Uh, as a recap, Sean going with Justin Fields over 215 and a half passing yards and Cooper Cup over 77 and a half receiving yards. I'm going with Kyra Murray over 280 and a half passing yards and Austin Eckler over 53 and a half rushing yards. As a reminder, these prize picks markets do move. So you want to get on it quickly if you want to lock in the best number. If you haven't created a prize picks account yet, check out the link in our episode description and they will match your first deposit up to $100 or visit prizepicks.com and use the promo code ACTION10. That's ACTION10 at prizepicks.com. Okay, now back to the Fantasy Flex. Where are you going with your uh, first uh, wide receiver or tight end prop for week number three? So I think I might have stolen this one from you. This one just seems like a no brainer right now. And it's Cooper Cup over 77 and a half receiving yards. I'm actually surprised to see it this low. And, you know, I'm, I'm projecting quite a bit of regression going forward just because he can't maintain this 34 percent target rate when he's running around like that's probably unsustainable who knows um but you know he has a hundred percent routes run rate through each of the first two games he's in a clear mind meld with matthew stafford i mean the connection between the two is unreal so i expect them to still you know connect for seven to eight receptions here um and i'm projecting this up closer to 88 and a half like approaching 90. I mean, he's your wide receiver too, right? He's my wide receiver three in fantasy. Yeah. I'm, um, I, he's down to three now. I think Adam's oh, like, he's down, in, in yeah. my, in my little up, you know, post podcast update. Oh, okay. But it would <laughs> think, not, you know, he climbed up and, and green Bay, you know, I think they climbed yeah, up a little bit. But yeah. if he keeps up, if he keeps this up, you know, Devonte Adams, Terry kill, he's in that range when it comes to just raw projection. So I think right now we, we take, Anything we see in the 70s with this guy. So I'm going over here and I would yeah, take it up to pretty much exactly probably 83 and a half would be the cutoff for me. Um, but, uh, right right level, around so. uh, 83, 84. So uh, I like it a lot. He's uh, he's my top. He's my number three wide out in fantasy, just like you. I don't think he, he'll fall any lower than that. If anything, he might bump back up to number two. But yeah, great play. I have him for, yeah, upwards of more than six and almost seven catches in this game. So. Uh, and remember, Tampa Bay, good defense, but they'll give up catches. Like, we saw that against Dallas. Yeah. We saw it, you know, against Atlanta. Like, they're, they're going to play cover three. They're going to play a single high safety. You're going to be able to get some catches on them with your receivers. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm over this one as well. Uh, for my first receiver prop, I'm going Justin Jefferson over 73 and a half receiving yards. Uh, this one is one where he he went over it in half of his games last year, even though he wasn't playing full snaps until, like, week three or four. Um, and then he came just short in the two games this year, 66 and 71. But remember who they're playing this week, Seattle. Justin Jefferson lines up in the spot where 
he's going to face uh, Trey Flowers the most. And Trey Flowers has really struggled to the point where, I don't know, they might bench him, but either way, you know, Flowers has given up nine uh, targets, seven catches, 130 yards, a touchdown, a 156 passer rating. They're going to target this matchup, you know, uh, and the total is 55 in this game, 55 and a half. It's a two point spread. And that it opened, I think around a pick of more Seattle minus one. So could be another close game, high scoring game. And Jefferson's going to have the best matchup out of the, uh, out of the trio of Minnesota receivers. So uh, to me, this is where Justin Jefferson gets back to, you know, putting up one of those stat lines that we kind of came to know him for last year. Cause he's kind of been quiet this year. We've been talking about KJ Osborne and Adam <laughs> Thielen scores touchdowns every game. Yeah. But uh, remember, Justin Jefferson last season averaged 87 and a half yards per game. This year he's at 68. So in a great matchup, does he clear 73 and a half? Uh, I think absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you here. And uh, Our boy KJ Osborne has looked great the first two weeks, but I think he's going to take a step back, um, you know, in, in terms of target share. So I think that that's going to start going Justin Jefferson's way. And um, like I said, before we went on last year, Justin Jefferson, his prop was 18 and a half yards. And we, we know what happened. Usually he he gets off to a slow start in week three, historically on a one-year sample size is when Justin Jefferson breaks <laughs> out. So I see a trend here. Imagine if you could bet, like if you could lock in like a prop for the next year, like if you could lock in like Justin Jefferson, 18 and a half, like an option for like this oh, year's week three last year. I know it, <laughs> it was so disappointing just, to just take 18 and a half and I just win my bet. And, yeah. you know, uh, what do you have? 174 yards. Um, and then the next, by the next week, he was up to the low fifties, I think. And the rest is history, but that was fun being able to get Justin Jefferson below 20 receiving yards. If you could believe it. Hey, I mean, I know you have like a little column in your spreadsheet where you do all the <laughs> like distribution. So, you know, you know, sports books let you bet like over 60, over 80, over 100, over 120 based on those same distributions. So you got to start, uh, you got to start dabbling in those, like, you know, those little more exotic receiving yard props. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe for a different show. Uh, but <laughs> that, was, yeah, yeah. That, was some, that was some D-gen shit. <laughs> but it's true though. Like sometimes yes. like Valdez Scantling, like Marquise Brown, guys like that. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You got to, you can't just I, take the median. You got to go like with the highest number they post. You just exactly. Go with that. High ceiling. Like plus guys. 500. Yeah, exactly. That's why Valdez Scantling, uh, yeah, if there's a prop for zero catches, you take it. Um, or, you know, 100 plus yards. He's, yeah. you, he's, or you take both and, pro- and you just, if you want yeah. to uh, bet the numbers right, you probably exactly. Can that, exactly. Um, over the long term. But uh, yeah, where are you going for your second receiving prop? I'm going with Marquise Brown under four and a half receptions here. Uh, looks like he missed practice again today. That's kind of been the theme so far this season. He's been dealing with an ankle injury um, where he misses practice time. I think it's totally fine come Sunday. But this week, you know, they have an easier matchup against Lions. Maybe they don't lean on him as much. Maybe they lean on Sammy Watkins here. And like I said on our Tuesday show, I think Mark Andrews is due for an eruption game here. So maybe, you know, they get – Mark Andrews going and uh, yeah, this is a projection where he's one of those guys where he has a wide range of outcomes. It wouldn't surprise me if he clears his receiving yards prop. Uh, But when it comes to receptions, it's a little bit easier um, to to find value. If if you're projecting four receptions, like I am that extra half reception is so valuable in these markets um, that I I would consider this probably a 60% chance of going under. So I love the uh, under four and a half receptions here for Hollywood Brown. 
Yeah, and I actually, you know, I have Lamar Jackson going over his, you know, normal pass yard baseline against the Lions. I don't think it's a, a great defense at this point, but I still have Marquise Brown at like 3.7 catches because mm. the thing with, especially these, and you kind of alluded to it, these high yard per catch receivers, which Brown usually is, is the more yards they get, they don't necessarily need any more catches. Like, it's like if Marquise Brown catches a 50-yard pass, that's just 50 extra yards of, like, offense the Ravens don't need to pick up. Yeah. And <laughs> and thus less plays they have to run right. before they get to the end zone or kick a, a you know, a bank, a short thing Justin Tucker field goal. So, um, yeah, I think I, I'm with you. I think even if he goes a little over my projection, he's at four. And uh, you still win that by a half one. So, um, unless it's a crazy game script where the Baltimore maybe you know maybe it's a trap game for them I, I see I see him yeah having an efficient game but not necessarily a high volume uh, so I like that one a lot for my second receiver prop I am going with and this is going to kind of come out of nowhere but it's why we look at the market and try to find you know which which guys match up uh, or are off from our projections the most and it's Gerald Everett here I'm going over 21 and a half receiving yards he ran 69% of the routes uh, per drop back in week one, 76% in week two. Uh, the Vikings are allowing 64 and a half yards per game receiving to tight end. So Gerald Everett's getting, you know, like most of the tight end usage, like probably three quarters of it for Seattle. Um, so, you know, he would clear it based on the defense. But you look back to even when he was with the Rams last year, he cleared this number in 10 to 15 games. And yeah, he was playing a much lower snap count because he was behind Higby. Uh, in for the Rams. So I know he's had some kind of quiet games. So it was, it was something that's been talked about in the Seattle media. Their tight ends just got, you know, one catch last week. So I think they, you know, they, they need a little bit more um, high percentage passing game because remember they had that big play to Lockett early, the big play to Freddie Swain late, but they couldn't pick up key first downs when they needed to late in the game against the Titans. And so they need more high percentage uh, passing game. And I think that's, you kind of have to look at, you know, what happened the week before. Did it work? Did it not work? And what possible adjustments could be made? And to me, you know, Gerald Everett, without even adjusting anything, just based on his routes run around seven, putting it around 70%, the average from, you know, the first couple of weeks being a little conservative, uh, he still is, he still is about three catches, uh, about 30 yards for me. So uh, I think he, I think he's, uh, he should go well over this prop. Yeah. I'm, I'm in line with you here. I want to take this one too, damn it. But <laughs> Uh, week one kind of uh, threw me for a loop because Will Disley um, outran yeah. Gerald Everett and routes run. And I was kind of worried about that. But week two dispelled that where, you know, we saw Everett take a huge leap in routes run. 76% is mm -hmm. pretty elite for a tight end. And yeah, his target rate this year has been 6.7%, which is That's pretty unusual for Will. So we know he does like to lean on tight ends. So yeah, I think last week, Freddie Swain was sort of the third target in this offense i think going forward it's going to be everett so love this play it's it's kind of like fournette where he hasn't cleared this number yet this year but i think this is a good projection to kind of sail over this um so i'm projecting closer to 30 actually so i'm yeah, same here. right so yeah yeah we're and it's just again it's just straight up on routes the average tight end per route run is going to see a target about six 16 17 percent of the time Mm -hmm. You know, and by routes, I mean, including, you know, routes where no one's targeted, where quarterback scrambles or whatever happens, which does happen with Wilson. But, um, yeah, he's not going to be at 6.7 per, you know, targets. Per <laughs> no way. That is <laughs> so, definitely going up. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's our those are our props for this episode to recap. Sean going with Justin Fields over 215 and a half passing yards. Najee Harris under 69 and a half rushing yards. 
Leonard Fournette under 21 and a half receiving yards, Cooper Cup over 77 and a half, and Marquise Brown under four and a half receptions. I am going with Kyler Murray over 280 and a half passing yards, Austin Eckler over 53 and a half rushing yards, DeAndre Swift under 40 and a half rushing yards, Justin Jefferson over 73 and a half receiving yards. And Gerald Everett, over 21 and a half receiving yards. All right, so that's going to do it for our week three player props podcast presented by Prize Picks. Be sure to follow Sean Kerner on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker and me at Chris Raybon. You can also follow us at those same handles in the free award-winning Action Network app where you can see all of our bets and track yours for free and be sure to check out actionnetwork.com for our fantasy projections rankings content and tools and fantasylabs.com for our dfs content and models and tools uh, and all that good stuff all right until next time let's get this money